you so much for loving us. Loving us at our worst. Loving us at our best time. Loving us all the time. Loving us on time. And we thank you for being full of love. So Father, as I speak this word today, Father God, may you speak through me, God. And I come against any distraction. I come against any fear, any doubt, any lack right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I speak your power in this place. I speak your love in this place. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. I'm just going to get right into it. Skip a lot of stuff I did have. But it doesn't matter because the worship just opened it up wide open for me. I wanted to start this morning off talking about love. And how amazing God's love is. Amen? Feel free to say amen as many times as you want. I give you permission. Please. <laughs> Around this time last year, PJ was coming up with a series called the One Word Series. Anybody remember that? Where he wanted everybody to pick a word and to go into the new year with that one word and then believe the whole the coming year about that one word? Truthfully, is anybody still doing that? Amen. Amen, because I am. And let me tell you something. I got rocked this past year. My word, check this out. My word, I had two words. My word was more breakthrough. More breakthrough. I want a breakthrough in my marriage. I want a breakthrough in my wife's life. I want a breakthrough in my kids, breakthrough in my household, breakthrough in my finances, breakthrough in my job, breakthrough in ministry. I want a breakthrough. I was tired of walking, serving, loving God, receiving his love, receiving his mercy and grace, but yet feeling like, Nothing was getting done. I felt tired of being stuck, or at least I was feeling like I was stuck. So I wanted breakthrough. The good news is, I did get some breakthrough. Okay? And the bad news is not really bad news because breakthrough could still happen, amen? Because I'm still going to go into it. I'm still waiting for more breakthrough. But the breakthrough that I got was where, where in areas where I least expected. You ever pray for something? Thanks, Dean. You ever pray for something, and then when it happens, you're like, oh, snap, I didn't expect that to happen. I'm talking about, I'll, give, I'll, I'll speak about me. I want to break through in all the areas I mentioned, Right? So the biggest thing I got breakthrough was my job. A job that it's impossible to move on. See, I had God's favor in my job. I had God's favor, amen. But I wasn't making what I needed, I, I needed to make. But you know what? I kept saying favor is all I need. Favor is all I need. You know, and, and I just got comfortable, okay? This is where God got me, so I'm going to rock with it, amen? So... I pray for that. I pray for that. So the number one breakthrough I got is I got a new promotion out of nowhere, which 
And my job is who you know. I didn't know much, but I know. I know somebody that got full authority, full dominion over everything. Amen? So I got a promotion. I got new responsibility. So I, I, was, I did not expect that. So I got convicted. I got convicted. But one thing I did get was, was more intimate with God this year. I said, if I need more breakthrough, I need to get intimate with God. More intimate than I was already. And, 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 and then I heard a story, and I, and, and, and I want to start with the story. The story. I heard a story about a, a grandfather who was chilling in, his, his, in the den just reading. His granddaughter, little granddaughter, was in the yard playing. Out of nowhere, she starts screaming on top of her lungs in fear. So the grandfather gets up and starts running towards her. While he's running towards her, she's running towards him. Papa, 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 Papa. And she's, and she's crying hysterically. So, so they meet. He, 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 he extends his arms, and she runs right into his arms. And he holds her. And she's like, <laughs> she was running from the family door, which was like a little chihuahua, all, all barking, no bite. So she has so much fear in his door. But when she was in the arms of Papa, everything was all right. I got a clear picture of that's how most of my work was. And I say was. And although that is good, that is good to be in the presence of God. There's no better place to be. But I started getting convicted. I was like, there's got to be more than me loving God and God loving me. He didn't just create us to just receive his love. That sounds crazy, right? He created us to walk in his will. But some of us, when we start walking and face that fear, you know that, that little dog some of us always have for our whole lives? We jump right back in his arms. And I got a picture of God just putting me down and saying, listen, Mark, I'm right here with you, but you got to face this fear on your own. So I heard a quote. The quote goes like this. Too many Christians, too many people love, are in love with Jesus, but have little or no authority. Too many Christians are in love with Jesus, but have little or no authority. See, I was under the assumption that if you spend time with God in the presence of God, if you're receiving his love, that's all you need. Yes, that is true. But it comes a time where you have to face some stuff. Amen? With God's help, of course. I was tired of, of being in love with Jesus, but yet walking in fear. Anybody? Anybody? Am I the only one? I was tired of walking with Jesus and feeling like I'm lacked. I got that spirit of lack in me. You know, that welfare, spiritual welfare mentality. That I'm not supposed to be more than what I am. Amen? I wanted to pray with authority. I wanted to live with authority. I wanted to talk, walk with authority. So today, if I had a title for this message, it would be more love, more power, more of him. Amen? Amen? And the best way, and I started to ask myself, all right, God, what do I have to do to get some of that authority? No, he didn't say, I want you to do this. It's, I wish it was that easy. 
So I didn't get an answer. I said, you know what? I'm going to take it upon myself to double my devotion time. To read more than what I was reading in the scripture. To study more than I was studying. To worship more than I was worshiped. In fact, worship harder than I ever did before. Worship every moment like if it was my last. All right? Something happened. My intimacy, my spiritual intimacy just, just enlarged. Spiritual, spiritual intimacy. Check this out. When you spend more time with God, meaning you're asking God, asking God to come in to fill you up more constantly over and over again. See, your spiritual intimacy expands to spiritual capacity, meaning your capacity is huge now. So the more capacity you got, the more God is going to come. When you got the spiritual capacity, you get the spiritual authority. Amen? I like to describe it like this. Anybody like popcorn? Four people? All of you are lying? Listen, a bag of popcorn. How do you make a bag of popcorn at home, not in the movies? You throw it in the microwave, right? Inside a bag is a bunch of hard shells. I got this talking to Pastor Miguel. When the microwave heats up, in each hard shell, there is moisture. Amen? When the, when the, when the heat touches the moisture, it becomes steam. What does steam do? Steam rises, right? It rises. So all inside a little hard shell, the steam is rising and pressing against the hard shell to the point where the hard shell cannot contain the heat no more. And that's where you get the pop. The pop. Pop, 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 pop. A whole bag of popcorn. And that's what intimacy does. When we get, when we got God in us, it's heat. It's heat. Come on. When we got God in us, it's heat. And we're like a hard shell. Anybody hard-headed here? Wow. When you least expect it, right? Well, amen. I'm hard. I got a hard head too. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn as a mule. If my wife was here, she'd be flipping right now. Say, praise God. He finally admitted it. Well, we, we got some hard shells, right? And the, but in us is Jesus, right? When we receive Jesus, right? That's the moisture in us. Some of us got saved and received Jesus and stopped there. So you're still that hard shell. Some of us got saved and go to church on Sunday, praise God. You stop there. Occasionally, you might go to Wednesday night prayer occasionally when you're going through something. Listen, God designed us to be in his presence as much as we can. I read a quote on Facebook saying we need to find time for God. No, we need to make time for God. Because if you're trying to find time with God, you're never going to find it. Trust me. I try to squeeze God. Maybe, maybe between I do that and that. Oh, maybe while I'm doing that, I can find No, God demands time all by himself. Amen. That's where the intimacy comes in. That's where the heat expands. Listen, when you're more intimate with God, the spiritual intimacy is expanding in you, your capacity, your capacity of God. You get more of God. You can, it gets to a point where you're craving God. Amen? And then, then what happens? Stuff starts to happen. You talk differently. You live differently. 
You get rid of stuff you don't know why you're getting rid of, but, but you realize, wait a minute, I need to get closer to God. We have a lack of intimacy. Amen? So let, let me go into what the definition of intimacy is. If you didn't know, me and my wife, we do the marriage group, right? So this is going to be a re-lesson for those who are, who are part of that, 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 that ministry. People got intimacy twisted. They think intimacy is what a couple, married couple does in bed. Intimacy is not all about that, amen? Intimacy, listen, there's so many levels of intimacy, and God demands that the communication, the talking, the laughing. He, he, intimacy, so, what does it say? Intimacy, a close personal relationship, a quiet and private atmosphere, a detailed knowledge resulting from a close or long association, or study, a private and personal utterance of action. Imagine if a married couple only was intimate on a Sunday. How far do you think that marriage is going to go? Couples, you with me? How far do you think that's going to go? And that's what we do. We come on a Sunday and we think we're good. This attendance right here should be here on a Wednesday night prayer. Okay? That's, that's me. If I'm stepping on some... Sorry. No, I'm not. God demands time. God. So my thing is, I'm going to take advantage of every possible time. So if there's an opportunity for me to get closer to God, I'm going to take it. That's intimacy. Amen? God, our relationship with God is like a bank account. You want a fat bank account, what do you do? You put money in the bank account and stop... Taking money out, right? We need to put in our account, our spiritual account with God. Some of us are putting a little. Little intimacy, little capacity. Little capacity, you have little authority. I want great. I want to be great. I want great intimacy. Anybody want a great intimacy? Anybody want God to move? Anybody want breakthrough? If you want to open your Bibles to Matthew 14, while you set up Matthew 14, or you make believe you're, you're looking up on your phones, verse 22, I'm just going to focus on the story right here. Let me tell you what's happening. They just finished, the disciples just finished, and Jesus just finished that miracle feeding of the 5,000 men with five loaves and two fish. They just finished that. So, so Jesus, you know, they, they, they had 12 basketfuls left over. So Jesus says this in verse 22. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night he was... He was there all alone, and, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves and because the wind was against it. So in other words, it was a little storm. Amen? Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. They say, it's a ghost. They said, and cried out in fear. 
But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. There are three things I've learned in my walk because it's hard to be intimate when you leave this place and you're hit with the world. Anybody? Anybody? Anybody got down, all down, put together? And you go in, you go to a place like your job that you don't want to be there and you hit with all this stuff, going through the battle. Then you get defeated, and then I see a bunch of Christians, and, you know, let me reflect on me. I'm not, I don't want to shout anybody out. But then, then you start to walk like this, like, like you, praise the Lord, amen. But you're beat up. Life just got you beat up. But you're saying, praise God, you believe in God, right? But you're getting beat up. You're walking defeated. See, he, he wants us to succeed. Should I get another mic, Bert? He wants us to succeed. He wants us to prosper, to not fail. He wants us to trust him. Now I can sing like you sing. He wants us. <laughs> Imagine that. He wants us to trust him and believe in him more. Right? But then we hit these things. The fear. The lack. Listen, I'm at a point right now that, that I just want to, like, like, kick fear in the neck. Anybody, any, anybody t tired of being afraid? Anybody tired of doubting on themselves? Even right now, I'm speaking to you. I got some doubt in my mind. But, but in the name of Jesus, I want to punch doubt in the face because I'm sick of living in bondage. I'm sick of not being free. I'm sick of singing like I'm free, but, yeah, I'm not free. Amen. We just had an amazing time of worship. Talking about the love of God, how he, he holds us in his arms. He's always there, always, always available, always there. But wouldn't it be awesome if you could still be in the presence of Jesus and be like, God, I got this, watch. In the name of Jesus, lust, get out of here. In the name of Jesus, uh, uh, anger, get out of here. But we lack intimacy, so we don't even know. We can't even plug into that, that authority. Amen. The first thing, listen, number one, embrace your season. Can I tell you that? Embrace your season. What does that mean? That means you're going to go through seasons, good and bad. It feels like most of the time it's bad, right? But Embrace the season. We're too busy complaining about the season we're in. We're too busy blaming God. We're too busy, God, you, you can't listen to me. You're not hearing my, my prayers. God, where are you? You said you would never leave me. But where are you, God? I'm still going through this, this mess. Anybody? Anybody? I, I be feeling sometimes, I be like, God, uh. I don't, I don't feel your presence. I, I wanna, I'm, I'm distracted. But you know what? I'm going to embrace the season I'm at. Because what's, oh, you, know, you know what the definition of embracing your season is? It's an invitation by God to, to press in. Listen, God either put you there or he allow you to be there. Or you put yourself through there. And I'll tell you right now, take responsibility for your actions. Okay? Stop blaming God that you're in your funk because, you're, because you put yourself in there sometimes. 
And if God puts you in there, it's because he wants to grow in you. He wants you to get more intimate with him. Everybody talks about the, the desert, how the desert, you know, the lowest of lows when, oh, man, I need Jesus. I'm thirsty. I feel dry. I haven't received, I, I don't, he's not here. He broke out to another uh, part of the world. He left me. No, he didn't leave you. You're not pressing in hard enough. I'm a strong believer. You need to press in because somewhere around you, God is there. But press in. I got to say, I, I tell myself, Mark, press in until you feel him. If you don't feel him, then press him anymore. There is new experiences, new places, new levels God wants to bring you. But you need to embrace your season. Amen. These disciples are on a boat, right? Jesus told them to go on a boat. It's Jesus. Didn't he know there was going to be a storm? Why would he send his, his, his peeps? Out on a boat in the middle of the storm, knowing that they're going to fear. They saw him walking on water. They were bugging out. Jesus, see, Jesus knew all this before it was happening. Listen, there's not a season anybody is in that Jesus does not know about. There's not a season anybody in here, anybody listening that's in that Jesus doesn't have a plan for you to get you out of that season. You need to believe it. So embrace your season. More love, more power, more of him. Listen, if you go in the middle of the ocean, right, with a little teacup, how much water do you think you're going to come back with? A teacup of water. But if you go with a nice tall glass, how much water are you going to get? A tall, not a teacup, a tall glass. But if you go with a big tanker, how much water? Listen, God is bigger than anything, amen? He, he will give you as much as you get you to bring into him. So if you want more of him, then he'll fill it. What size are you bringing to him? What size faith are you bringing to him? Are you praying, believing that I didn't do it? I, I was praying breakthrough my job, and then my boss told me, I was like, serious? I didn't even believe it until, until I got my first paycheck. I really didn't. But I did. So I was like, oh, snap. I was, I was believing for little. Maybe if I believe more, what could happen? Greater intimacy leads to greater capacity. Amen? Greater capacity leads to greater authority. God wants to expand our capacity this morning. True intimacy is not just being intimate with him. It's also changing. We need to change. Some of you are waiting for God to change you. No, God has already changed you. You're just so caught up with your life and you, you can't even walk in it. Verse 28. This is Peter saying, Lord, if it's you, talking to Jesus now on the water, right? Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. What did Jesus do? Jesus says, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water. Came toward Jesus. He was walking on water. He went to Jesus. He was, he was doing something that's impossible. He was doing something that no one has ever done. Right? Listen, some, some people here need to, God wants you to do the impossible. 
But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and, and he began to sink. And he cried out. He said, Lord, save me. So what changed? This is the second, the second thing. So you got to embrace your season. And the second thing I want to tell you is fix your eyes on God. Fix your eyes on God. Listen, he had his eyes fixated on Jesus and he was walking on water. He said, oh, my gosh. Oh, snap. Oh, I would have been like, oh, oh, dip. oh, my God. Oh, my God. But then he felt wind and he looked at the wind. The minute he looked at wind and took his eyes off of Jesus, he started sinking. Think about that. Too much fear has distracted us. We listen to the words of our upbringing instead of the words what scripture says. Peter was experiencing something amazing. I, I love Sundays because we experience something amazing almost every, every Sunday. PJ brings the word. Uh, the, the worship team is amazing. Oh, my God, we're walking on a cloud. And then we walk out. And soon, sometimes even soon, some of us right here, we get hit with some stuff. But we're good enough for Monday. And then Tuesday, too, oh, my God, is it Friday yet? And then Tuesday, you're feeling like, is it Friday? Can I say thank God for Friday on a Tuesday? And then Wednesday happens, and, oh, I'm too tired. I can't go to prayer. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. My kids are wilding out. My spouse is wilding out. I'm too beat up. I can't go in there. People are going to know I'm going through something. And then when you're here, this is me now. When you're here, you're like, God, I pray that Pastor Gary doesn't ask me to pray. Please don't ask me to pray. Please, please, please. Because inside I'm not ready. Because I'm going through some stuff. No, not this year. This year I was, I went every Wednesday saying, I'm not ready, but I'm going to get myself ready. Because the minute Gary asks me to pray, I'm ready. Amen? We need to, we need to, we need to check ourselves. We have the ability to change and do what scripture tells us. We just don't, we get caught up. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. I love a story I heard. This is a gentleman who had a beautiful, he had a beautiful, um, what do you call that thing? Garden, right? He worked so hard on his garden. He had a whole sprinkler system. But his sprinkler system wasn't working. So he called the people that put the, installed the sprinkler system. So they checked the power box. They immediately look at him and say, it's not a power problem. The power is all here. But we still don't know what the problem is. So they had to dig up and make a big mess and ruin the whole garden. And it turns out there was a little wire that was disconnected. There's a, there's a, there's a power breakdown here. See, we all accept that Jesus is in our heart, right? He's in our heart. That means whatever he, whatever is in him is in us. Amen? Greater is he that's in us is greater than whatever is in the world. No, but we got it twisted. He's in us, and we're, we're taking him all over the place. But then when we're beat up, we got Jesus in us. Why we're beat up? You feel pain? Walk in your pain. You feel discouraged? Walk in your discouragement. You fear it? Walk in your fear and allow God to take the fear out. No, we, we, we don't, we're we not feeling it because we don't feel God. Oh, he's not there. He, he's not here. He's not with me. Yes, he is. 
Walk as is if he's with you. Amen? He cried out. He said, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out in his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? I hate that word. I hate that word. Amen. Can we come against doubt? Can we come against that as a body? Anybody dealing with that? Anybody sick of, of lacking because they feel like they, they, they doubt themselves? That they, they're not spiritual enough? They're not worthy enough? They're not holy enough? I can't pray like that person. I can't read the Bible. I can't understand the Bible like that person. How are you going to know if you didn't try? How are you going to know if once you try and fail, you did not get back up and, and continue? This is not in my nose, but it just, I remember being a kid. I see, I love sports. And, my, and when I was a kid, I was in Little League, right? I was in Little League, and I was, when I, when I was real little, I was the one because I was full of fear. I knew the game so well. I knew at every moment where the ball had to go, right? So I was one of the little kids that they put all the way in the right field where the ball never goes. And there was times I fell asleep during the game. Because it's literally, what little kid's going to hit out there? You know, it's like, right? I was so sick and tired of it. But then one day I said, you know what? I'm not going to be scared no more. I'm going to get to the field earlier before anybody else. And I was there all by myself playing, uh, what do you call that, uh, shadow baseball with no ball. You know, just, just, you know, playing second base but not the outfield. Then the coach comes and the coach is like, he starts hitting the ball to me. And I remember, oh, my gosh, this is my test. And I remember closing my eyes, running to the ball and not being scared. And I caught it. And I caught it. And I did it again. Did it again. Can I tell you I never play outfield ever again? I even, I even got upgraded to being pitcher because he saw my arm. See, I was in the outfield. He could never see my arm. See, some of us need to get out, get out of our shell, press into God, fix our eyes on God, embrace our season, and just do. Some of us don't do because we lack. No, we need to do. We need to do. We need to be being in the name of Jesus. Just do it. Isn't that a logo? Nike, is it? Just do it. More love, more power, more of him. God, I see, I have no problem with his love. That's the one thing I don't have a problem with. I spend so much time in my walk crying, jumping in his arms. I know what it is to be in the presence of God. I could be anywhere, any situation, and close my eyes and get, be, get myself in the presence of God. I call it a gift. It may not be a gift to you. To me, it's a gift. I may be beat up, but I can still say, I may be broke, broke, have nothing. God, you're still good. You're still amazing. And I started, I said, wait a minute. I got shoes on my feet. There's this, this people, these kids are in other worlds. I don't have shoes. Listen, I went on a mission trip, and I saw little kids. Walking in, not even diapers in a shirt wrapped around them with no shoes, all by themselves, just walking through mountains. I don't even let my kids go in a bodega I have a problem with sometimes. And these kids are walking wild, wild just, just walking. They might as well walk around on the sign and say, anybody could take me, please take me. 
Do what you must with me. Because it's, it's, they're so exposed. But here I am complaining I'm broke. No, I'm not broke. I got Jesus. Time check. The last one is, 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 is the final one, the third one. And this is the hardest thing ever you're going to do. No matter how holy you get, how diesel in Jesus you get, how much you're popping for Jesus, this, this is going to be the hardest thing to do. And that's live a, a constant, live in constant surrender. It is the hardest thing you're going to do, but it's also my favorite thing after loving God. It's like marriage. Marriage is one of the hardest things you're going to do, but when you do it right, the reward is amazing. Amen? Every aspect. Some of us, we sing the song, and we're going to close out with that song but not, but when, when, in a couple of minutes. But we sing the song, I surrender, I surrender, I, and we're surrendering all right there. But we're not surrendering all because we're still walking out with stuff. I always have a problem with people that know scripture. I'm like, really know scripture? Been saved for 20 some years and they're always walking like they're a spiritual Eeyore. Walking depressed. Walking beat up. Walking in pain. They're not even in pain and they're limping. Like, it's like, a, it's a, I believe it's spiritual. I believe it's so spiritual that we're in a place right now that God demands intimacy. Yes, he wants you to love him, but he wants you to love him. Do you know you could be in love with somebody and not have intimacy? I want intimacy with him. I want to be so close to him that I hear his voice. One day I'm going to hear his voice. One day I want to be so close to him that I feel his breath breathing on me. I'm like, oh, snap, yes, he's on, you know, oh, yes. Anybody? Anybody? I want to, listen, I want to take it a step further. I want to pray for people if they need healing and believe that God is going to work through me and they're going to be healed. I want to have, I used to think it's boldness, but it's not boldness, it's authority. The, the boldness is there, but we need to plug in and get that authority, Amen. We have hidden focus. You can't surrender just on Sundays. I say that a lot. I say it a lot, and I know I sound like a broken record. I tell my leaders, all every leaders meeting I have, we need to be there for Wednesday night prayer. We need to be there every Sunday. Not because this place is something special. Because it's an opportunity to get closer to God. It's, it's, I can't stand when people can't go. I understand you got school. Yeah, you got school. You got, you got a job. Obviously, you can't do it. But if you're doing nothing and you're still not in the presence of God, I have a problem with that. That's my pet peeve. I am sorry I have a problem with that. Because God has done so much for us. God does so much for us even now. At least we could do is give him every other possible opportunity to plug into him. One of my favorite words in the English dictionary is dwell. 
I love that word dwell. It means to live or stay as a permanent resident. You ever say, welcome to my home. You have company, you invite company. You say, welcome to my home. But that doesn't mean for them to go in your drawers, in your closet, and go into your bedroom and go. That's how we treat Jesus. God, dwell in this. But not in that place. Just, just in that place. Think about that. Welcome home. Welcome to my home, Jesus. But we're not there. Not there, not there. That's a mess right there. I didn't clean up that area yet. I, I, didn't, I didn't get rid of that yet, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, is it possible you could dwell on my left side and not my right side? Can you just dwell downstairs and not go upstairs, God? And that's why you got so many Christians wilding out. They're sleeping around and not even married. I'm sorry. I have a problem with that. If I offend you, I am, I'm sorry that you feel offended, but I'm not sorry that I'm saying it because it has to be said. Amen. We do things. We live. Th- Listen, you could be an alcoholic and with the power of Jesus, it could be broken off of you. I believe it with all my heart. You could be on drugs. You could be uh, whatever you did. God, your, the power of God is amazing powerful but you haven't witnessed it yet because you're not he's not allowing him to dwell in every area anybody heard of smith wigglesworth he's a way back revival happened through him murk just now you had it if i get it wrong because right, I heard the story from Merck, and he was he ministered to the men's breakfast. That he's a he's a man that God used, and, and a whole town got it was revival right through him, right? He was in bed, and he was sleeping, and his bed was shaking, and so he woke up, and the bed was shaking, the bed was moving. So he goes, "Satan, get out of here!" So Satan gets out of here, and then he realizes, "Wait a minute, my bed is moved." Satan. Get back over here. Move my bed where, where it was. And get, get, get in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. I want that authority. I want that authority. And I'm serious. I want that. See, I believe. Because my God is way bigger than any devil, any demonic oppression. He's bigger than depression. He's bigger than lack. He's bigger than the anger. He's bigger than alcoholic. Alcohol. He's bigger than drugs. He's bigger than, yo. If your marriage is a mess, he's bigger than that mess. He's bigger than any mess you could be part of. But are you seeking more of him? Or are you just seeking just his love? Because his love is just good for that moment. And you know he's always going to be there so you jump back in his arms. That is good. But I want to say, Jesus, put me down and just walk with me. Because in your name, I'm going to be activated. Some of us are not even activated because we're so busy. Just, just, just let him love us. That's great. Listen, I love, to be, I love to be loved by God. I love to be loved, period. But I love when God loves me. But I'm not selfish. I want to be used by him. More than him loving me, I want to be used by him. Because he's been loving me my whole life. Before I was born, he was loving me. He's always going to love me.
Worship team, I always want to say this. Worship team, come on. We're going to have an opportunity now to, to, to just kick, go into a, a place of surrendering. Amen. Ephesians 3, starting at 13. This more message, it didn't mess me up because it confirmed from when the last year's message messed me up. This, this more message just brought me back to when I said I'm going to choose more breakthrough. It just confirmed that that word has to be my word for this upcoming year again. And if you haven't done that, pick a word and live by it. If you're still doing it, do not give up because that word is going to come to pass. This is Paul talking now. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he, might, he may strengthen you with power. Receive this right now. Through the, his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love that we just sang about. May have power together with all the Lord's holy people. To grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power, that is at work within us, to him be glory in church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. If you believe that, can you say amen? amen? Can we just stand to our feet as we come to a close? I've been saved going on 28 years. Sad to say most of that it wasn't, I, I didn't do things right. But if there's three things I learned, is that, well, God got so much more for me, but I need to do it by embracing my season, by fixing my eyes on him, and by living a lifestyle of surrendering. Amen? To, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, some of us are asking for little and believing in little. Some of us are having little intimacy, so therefore we have little capacity. So we have little authority. No, God demands greater intimacy. You got devotional time? Double that devotional time. Don't find the time, make the time. 
Greater intimacy leads to greater capacity. Greater capacity leads to greater authority. He is able to do so much more than we can ask for. We have limited power, so we have limited authority. I'll end with this little, this little nugget I got. Some of us, you when you move into a house, usually you got two outlets, right? Two, some got four. Some of us are just plugged into that one outlet. And then we put in an extension cord and we extend, we extend it, we extend it. But God called us to be a big power strip. Some of us are, are just plugging little to ourselves so we get little authority. But God wants us to, to, he's in us. All authority is in him. So we have the ability to plug in, plug in so much. So you want to smack lack, smack lack. You want to kick uh, uh, the fear and kick the fear. But the only way you're going to get to do it is if you're more intimate with him. Amen? So we're going to surrender right now. You could be, you, you could be at your seat if you want to move, move forward and step up.